0: Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in person payments. Then, Stripe, Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com tapiphone tap iPhone.
2: Casey Russell has supported independent tech news directly for five years. Be like Casey. Become a DTNS member at patreon.com DTNS. This is the Daily Tech News for Friday, February 8th, 2019 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. From the land of potato and cheese pierogies, I'm Len Peralta. Uh, From the land of taco trucks and sunny skies, I'm the show's producer, Roger Chang. (laughs) Roger Chang just rubbing it in uh, the face of our guest today, author and journalist Annalee Newitz, who's in the rain in San Francisco. That's right. How's it going, Annalee? Thanks for joining us today.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me.
2: Uh, Sarah Lane is off today uh, on her other job. She'll be back on Monday. uh, But we are very excited to have Annalie here. Uh, We we are going to talk about a really cool invention for sort of turning your thoughts into speech or at least making an advance down that road. But we also have Jeff Bezos to talk about. Yes. So many thoughts. (laughs) Uh, So let's start with a few tech things you should know. The Raspberry Pi Foundation has opened a store in Cambridge, England to offer to sell its single board computers and the accessories around the Raspberry Pi. The store will feature some exclusive products. Uh, No details on what those would be yet. It'll be located on the first floor of the Grand Arcade Shopping Center in Cambridge. Microsoft security architect Chris Jackson has written a blog post called The Perils of Using Internet Explorer as Your Default Browser. Yes, even though IE is just a compatibility mode in Windows 10, many companies still use IE, uh, sometimes in older versions of Windows, because they created internal tools that rely on it. Uh, Microsoft's Edge browser is not available in Windows 7 or 8. So Microsoft starting a campaign to get people to stop using their product. Please. Please. Apple told TechCrunch it is informing developers that they must properly disclose the use of screen recording or remove any such functionality. TechCrunch had reported that some apps were recording screen interactions in order to use the data to improve user interface issues, but did not explicitly note that in privacy disclosures. And additionally, one one or possibly more of the apps weren't protecting sensitive information like passport numbers and credit card numbers. And Apple has released an update for iOS that fixes a bug that lets people hear or see you in a FaceTime call before you answer it. So you might want to implement that patch soon. Uh, This is the bug that was reported by 14-year-old Grant Thompson and initially ignored by Apple for weeks. Uh, Apple did say they are going to pay a bug bounty to Thompson's family uh, as well as contribute to the cost of Thompson's education. So uh, at least trying to make up for it now. The update also fixes two day exploits discovered in the wild by Google. Another reason to get that update as soon as possible. All right. Let's talk a little bit more about Amazon, but not Jeff Bezos quite yet. The Washington Post reports two sources tell it that Amazon is considering withdrawing its commitment to open a large office in New York City, one of two large offices that Amazon build as second headquarters. The other one that's going into uh, Virginia near Washington, D.C. is on its way. Funds have been approved by the city, uh, but nothing has been spent and no tax breaks have been approved for Amazon in New York, so they could pull out without really losing anything at this point. The sources to the Post attributed the potential change to the opposition to Amazon's increased. Presence in the city. Annalee, there's been some anger in New York City, it sounds like, about Amazon. uh, Not so much Amazon moving in and and gentrifying, which is part of it, but, but also getting money, getting tax breaks from the government for it.
0: Well, that's right. And that's something we've seen here in the San Francisco Bay Area happening a lot where companies are coming in, they're reaping the benefits of being in the area, and they're getting tax breaks on top of it. And so I think that in New York, they've looked here to the West, and they saw what happened. And they're worried. I mean, they're worried that people will be pushed out. And they're worried that those 150,000 new jobs that Amazon is promising are not going to go to locals. And so it's just a a big mess there right now.
2: Yeah. The governor, uh, Governor Cuomo and and the mayor of of New York City are still on the side of getting Amazon there, but I know not... Everyone in the government, uh, State Senator uh, Michael Gianaris, uh, nominated to the Public Authorities Control Board, said he would veto the deal, which he would have the ability to do. So it's it's not even it doesn't even break down along party lines. I mean, Mayor de Blasio uh, is, is a very progressive mayor, but he helped broker this deal.
0: Yeah, it's true. And I mean, one of the things that they've said is that this is the biggest deal they've made in 50 years for the biggest city in the United States. So, you know, it's going to be a loss in some ways, but you know, it's the gain for another city if if Amazon relocates there and maybe that's the best idea.
2: Yeah, I mean I I've been a little cynical about this because Amazon went around and made a lot of cities do a lot of work and, and compete for something that didn't even end up being a second headquarters. It got split into two 25,000-person uh, spaces, which isn't small, but it's not headquarters. And then they gave them to New York City and Washington, D.C., which are kind of the obvious choices if you don't do any work uh, and you already have a presence in, say, San Francisco and Seattle, which Amazon does. So yeah, I, I just I, – I always – kind of rolled my eyes at this, but the idea that maybe it would go to a city that needs it more uh, could be interesting.
0: Yeah, I would love to see it go somewhere in the south of the Midwest. Um, Mm -hmm. That would be fantastic.
2: Yeah. Bring it to Omaha.
0: Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: Spotify published an updated terms of service that explicitly bans ad blocking on the service. According to the new terms, circumventing or blocking advertisements in the Spotify service can result in either immediate termination or suspension of a Spotify account.
0: One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model in the market. Perfectly designed for high volume, high speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit Anthropic.com Claude today.
2: Count yeah, the new terms of service go into effect on March 1st. This bugs me. Because I use Privacy Badger. It's not an ad blocker, but one of the side effects of it is it circumvents or blocks advertisements sometimes because it says, if you haven't given permission to a site, we're not going to let it track you across sites.
0: Yeah, I mean this is a weird one. I wonder, I mean, I feel like this is the beginning of a bunch of services doing this kind of thing and trying and sort of testing it out. Like can we actually just kick people off our service if they're using ad blockers? And I'm curious to see how that works. Um I, I'm not sure I'm not sure this will you know, end up panning out for them, but maybe it will, maybe they'll like reap some like $10 extra by doing
2: this. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I walk through and I understand that Spotify has not been making as much money off the free tier through advertising that it would like. Uh, and they may look at the data and say, yeah, I mean, a lot of it is ad blockers. Uh, that seems reasonable that, that they might conclude that my question is, do you really, like you say, you know, 10, do you going to get more than 10 bucks by kicking out your users? Are you really going to change behavior? You know, because ad blocking is something that's built in to a lot of browsers now. And and it's something that a lot of people do, not because they don't believe in ads. A lot of people even use something like Adblock Plus, which whitelists uh, things. So you do see ads, you just don't see abusive ads. I, I feel like this is ill-conceived, at least the way it's being presented here.
0: Yeah, I think it's just going to end up feeling like punishing their users. And I think if they're already worried about a diminishing user base at the free level, this is not going to endear them to the people who are using their service
2: yeah i again i i don't have a problem with sort of the concept of hey this is an advertising supported service and if you're going to stop us from showing you ads then (laughs) you shouldn't be able to use it i I get that but the way you do it is 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 hard it's hard to tell like who's actually blocking ads because they just want to sneakily get it without you know paying for it by, with their eyeballs and who's blocking ads because they have a legitimate reason or they're blocking scripts or they're using privacy badger. There's so many other ways that you end up falling afoul of this where you weren't trying to get away with anything.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, and as someone who writes a lot for digital sites, like, you know, ads have supported a lot of my writing. And so I, you know, I I think that's, that's fine. But I, I agree that They're they're, just—they're—they're really not going to be able to regulate this well. It's going to end up being like a giant hammer for you know a really teeny tiny. Weak.
2: Nail. They're, yeah. They're either <laughs> not going to ban most people, they're only going to go after people that are really, really bad, or or if at all, then maybe they just use it as a scare tactic, or it's going to blow up in their face as a PR nightmare. Possibly both. Yeah. yeah. Sprint filed a lawsuit against AT&T in the Southern District of New York, claiming the company's use of 5GE for 5G evolution uh, when connected to 4G services that are very fast, LTE advanced type services, was false advertising and damages the reputation of 5G standards, the complaint cited a survey commissioned by Sprint that found 54% of consumers thought 5G-E was equivalent or better than 5G. So they're trying to show there is confusion when this term is used. The suit seeks an injunction preventing AT&T from using the term on phones or in advertising. Now, T-Mobile did this with 4G, right? They, they put out some, some uh, HSPA Plus 3G services and called them 4G on your phone, which I never liked either. But nobody sued them over it. This is interesting.
0: Yeah, I'm curious about where it's coming from. I mean, why is I mean is Sprint trying to compete with AT and T over five G? Is that why they're so worried? Like, it's is there some kind of five G standards body that might be a better place to have this lawsuit emanate from? i mean, It's just kind of funny that it's Sprint suing them. Because yeah, Sprint, I,
2: I agree. Like,
0: it's a it's a standard. It's not it's not a
2: brand. The the standards organization that determines five G could. Could bring this, but they won't because AT and T is part of that standards body, right? So, yeah. I guess it has to be outside the standards body. But why Sprint? Is it because they have the least to lose because they're in fourth <laughs> place? I, I, you know, and maybe it gets them some some good press because a lot of people are angry about it about this with AT and T. But I, it, it is a, it is an. I'm, I'm, I also am trying to figure out other than the press bump uh, from those of us who are in the know and are like, yes, yeah, AT and T shouldn't do that. I wonder what else Sprint gets out of this.
0: I, I really do think it's just about a press and just trying to smear AT&T. I mean, AT&T is admittedly like always doing terrible things like there. It's always like, oh, and they were also spying on users without, you know, Oops. warrants and things like that. You know, so. AT&T has had these kinds of cycles in the news before where they've been revealed as kind of a bad guy for consumers and so sort of playing on that. I mean, and it is slimy. Like, come on, calling something 5G when it's not is uh is eh, let's call it bad. Let's call it false advertising. It's true. Yeah, I mean,
2: I I am with you up to like is it legally false advertising to to label a connection with a label that if your if your audience doesn't understand what 5G is, I think that's where T Mobile was. It's like, man, people don't really know what 4G is. I know there's a standards body, but it's a very loose standard. You know, uh, we can get. We, it's just a, a way to say fast. And and HSPA Plus was almost as fast, if not faster, than some 4G implementations. And that's what AT and T is arguing: is their LTE implementation here is actually as fast as a lot of the 5G implementations will be when they launch. Um, so, I, I
0: don't buy it. I'm dubious. I, 5G is an actual thing. And they're calling their thing 5GE. And I mean, when you look at things like uh, trademark law, like one of the rules of whether a trademark is being violated is sure. initial initial interest confusion. Um, people think they're getting 5G and they're not. So I'm, you know.
2: But 5G is a marketing term, not a trademark. And I think maybe that's yeah. where they get their wiggle room, their puffer, they can do puffery defense Um, is that a thing? Yeah. Puffery puffery is, is where you can, you can legally like, uh, make an outlandish claim because you know, people don't really take it seriously. Wow. Uh, Like we're the, we're the best cleaner. You don't have to show evidence that you're the best cleaner to say you're the best cleaner. You can just say that. Um, Legal puffery. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I learned that in advertising class in college. (laughs) (laughs) I think they should just call it 4.9 G. We all round that up to five, right? In our heads. I don't think they
0: just call it ultrafast you know like super come four. on turbo <laughs> just come up with another cheesy name for
2: it yeah us. uh and a team led by Columbia University's Nima Meseguerani used electrodes connected directly to the brain to monitor and playback the speech the subjects heard So Let me say that again. Uh, They used electrodes directly connected to the brain to monitor what the brain was doing when they were listening to speech. All the subjects were already undergoing surgery for epilepsy that required the placement of the electrodes. So they were just sort of taking advantage of that without having to do invasive surgery for an experiment. Subjects heard a series of 40 numbers. They weren't in order, they're randomly uh, spoken. And an AI was used to decode the detected brainwaves, and then turn it back into speech. Now you can say like, well, couldn't they just have listened to the speech? Yeah, that's not the point. The point is, can we take the brainwaves that are detected while hearing speech and be able to figure out what that person is hearing? And they were kind of able to do that. A group of volunteers listening to the AI-generated speech correctly identified what had originally been said about 75% of the time.
0: Which is an incredible number uh, in science. like if you're if you're getting like seventy five percent accuracy uh, on something like this, it's it's really good. The thing that is so fascinating about this, aside from you know, sticking electrodes in people's brains, which is always kind of delightful, um is the fact that this is the beginning of having some kind of uh, brain computer interface that can actually read, Uh, what you're thinking, uh, or what words you're thinking, or numbers in this case. Um, You know, this is something that, you know, people who are suffering from paralysis, uh, it's a dream, you know, it's the idea that you could actually have an implant that would allow you to communicate really easily, instead of having to kind of slowly move a mouse across the screen, um, which we can already do with brain implants. Um, And so now, if people want to communicate, they can move a mouse across the screen and kind of pick letters out of a um, of a chart. Uh, so this would be one step further. Uh, and the reason why they want to use uh, the idea of people listening to a number and then seeing if the output works is because then they can say, okay, objectively, we know what number was spoken to them. Uh, and then when we get the same output, we know we've actually read something that they really were hearing. Um, And so I think the idea eventually would be that if this continues to work and we refine this, uh, what people will do who want to output their thoughts to a computer is they will imagine hearing those words. So it will recreate that kind of electrical signaling in the brain uh, as if you've actually, you know, as if you're listening to something. Um, So it's pretty exciting. It's also wildly creepy in a lot of ways. (laughs) It brings to mind like a lot of dystopian science fiction where it's like, we can read your thoughts you know like we don't need to you know give you a lie detector test anymore we just stick an electrode in your brain and say what did you hear right um, the fact easily, that you like, have
2: to have invasive surgery to read my thoughts doesn't make me feel better about it no <laughs>
0: <laughs> no 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 you definitely it's like in two years there's definitely going to be like a csi episode with oh, this yeah. um in a you know where it's like what we've done is drilled a tiny hole in his mind and like duh, 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 you know um and uh and we've stuck in a an electrode and
2: yeah now right. we saw the the in a basement um, somewhere
0: in a basement <laughs> exactly so um this is i think you know it's exciting news for people um who are who are already using uh brain computer interfaces to communicate um and you know it's a huge breakthrough and it's honestly like kind of unbelievable to me that we're we're watching brain computer interfaces evolve this quickly in my lifetime i did not think that i would ever see something like this and it's just it's moving so fast yeah um So yeah, so basically 10 years from now, we're all going to be cyborgs. Like we won't need to be talking. We'll just be, we'll plug these earphones directly into our brains and we'll just have the show that way. (laughs)
2: Mike, yeah, no, this is, this is a huge step because like, like you said, uh, if you can detect the the speech people hear, because the way you detect it is the brain processing it, then when you speak to yourself silently this is the next step, and then other thoughts. It's almost like a Rosetta Stone. Like, okay, if we can detect that, maybe we can detect this kind of thought or pictures. Or,
0: although to be fair, the um, the act of imagining hearing something may produce a different mm-hmm. set of electrical signals than thinking it to yourself. Right. So your your private thoughts may for now be still private
2: <laughs> in fact it, it, that's a really good point because it's almost more about the ai being able to decode the brainwaves right that's mm-hmm. that's why i see the big advance here is like ah it was able to take brainwaves and figure out something so maybe it will be able to do that with other brainwaves maybe not folks if you want to get all the tech headlines each day in about five minutes be sure to subscribe to dailytechheadlines.com and now jeff bezos um <laughs> Thursday, Sorry. yeah, I know, I know. It's it's okay to giggle, everyone. It's it's there are funny aspects, there are very not funny aspects to this story, but you know, there really are. Uh, Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos posted on Medium that the company AMI, which publishes the National Enquirer, told him it would publish embarrassing photos of him. They've already published embarrassing texts that they've acquired from him, but that they would publish embarrassing photos of him if he did not publicly state that the Enquirer's coverage was not politically motivated which is something that he has has been insinuating uh that it might be his investigator has been insinuating that instead of complying though jeff bezos posted the emails from ami one of the emails posted was from howard Dillon, chief content officer at ami describing the photos so the description of the embarrassing photos is in the email which jeff bezos published on his own medium post Uh, They are photos both of Bezos and a woman named Lauren Sanchez, whom Bezos is said to have an affair with. A separate email from AMI Deputy General Counsel John Fine proposed terms wherein, if Bezos publicly affirmed there was no political connection to AMI's coverage, AMI would agree not to publish any more texts or any of these photos. Now, Few things you need to know before we start talking about this: The National Enquirer previously ran a story with incriminating texts implicating Bezos with having an affair with Lauren Sanchez, and implying this was one of the causes of his divorce. So they've they've gone full out on covering this. Uh, and they're saying we'll keep going and also going full out uncovering this is what caused Bezos to say, I bet they're doing it because of political reasons. As part of an agreement with federal prosecutors previously, AMI, the publisher of Inquirer, admitted that it paid former Playboy model Karen McDougal $150,000 to kill her story about an alleged affair with the president. So there is precedent of AMI having a connection with doing something on behalf of the president. On February 5th, the Washington Post ran an article called Was Tabloid Exposé of Bezos' Affair Just Juicy Gossip or a Political Hit Job? Of course, Washington Post owned by Jeff Bezos. So you can see the timeline. Inquirer does this. The Post does that. Inquirer sends the email saying, hey, you do that again. You know, we're going to do this. We don't know how they got the photos. This is the most technical aspect of this story. It does not appear to be an exploit, but more likely some kind of social engineering. Bezos private security consultant Gavin DeBecker believes it is a politically motivated leak. Uh, he has only named Lauren Sanchez's brother, Michael Sanchez, as among the subjects of his investigation. Uh But Washington Post reporter Manuel Roig-Francia says De Becker thinks it might involve a government entity, foreign or domestic. There's lots of FUD. We don't know. Lots of conspiracies, no facts about how... This data was obtained. In response to Bezos post, AMI says it believes it acted lawfully, but its board has begun an investigation because Bezos made this all public. Uh, we, we've lots of places we can go with this, and I know we will, Annalie, but I want to start with the uh, gumption, I will say, uh, of Jeff Bezos just saying, hey, I'm the richest man in the world, and I'm going to suck it up. And these are embarrassing, but I'm not going to give in uh, to this. Here's what happened. And doing it on Medium.
0: Yes, there are, and there's a lot of interesting stuff about the fact that he published it on Medium because a huge part of this um, go-round with AMI had to do with them associating him with the Washington Post. And if you look at some of the letters that they sent to him, or emails that they sent to him, they actually refer to you know Bezos and properties like Washington Post or they'll talk about the Washington Post as being somehow Bezos affiliated. So in their minds, I think that the two things are one. And so I think he went to Medium to say like, all right, this is like a neutral ground. I'm not going to the Washington Post to talk about this. I'm going to go to a place that's just a public area. Mm -hmm. And, And also posting those emails like they are hilarious. The emails that they sent him, like, and, and also his post is hilarious. Um, when, you know, no thanks, Mr. Pecker. <laughs> and there's like all of these um, Pecker jokes uh, in the piece that he wrote. And um, he, uh, you know, he just, um, you know, if there's some kind of office that like, bezos and musk were like competing to be in i think he just won like i feel like it's now like in the in the rich dudes with spaceships race i I think i'm voting for bezos because this was a this was a pretty gutsy move yeah
2: and at one point no thanks mr pecker refers to the owner uh, of Of the national Enquirer led by dave david pecker uh, yeah he didn 't i didn 't mention his name just now because he didn 't send any of the emails, but it is he, his
0: representatives Bezos them, yeah. is
2: responding to the owner of a m i yeah
0: yes exactly and and you can tell that he is delighting in the pun because of course they are oh, threatening to reveal um they're threatening to reveal dick pics and he's like all right fine like and the the thing like i said that was so delightful about the emails that Uh, pecker's representatives sent is that they actually describe these prurient images that they have and that they're threatening to release and the language they use is like practically victorian it's like we have an image of your male member peeking (laughs) out of a zipper and it's like really like (laughs) i don't know it was it just added another layer of complete surreal weirdness to it Um, But yeah, and he also says in his in his response that he's proud to have um, supported the Washington Post. And it's something he'll be proud of when he's 90 years old. And so he's not backing away at all. He's like, no, I'm in it.
2: I think my my favorite of the descriptions of the embarrassing photos is the one uh, described thus a selfie of Mr. Bezos fully clothed.
0: Like, yeah, there's a selfie of him at a meeting.
2: How right? did that one get in there? Right? <laughs> yeah. I, the the one at the meeting, I, at first I was like, w- w- "Mr. Bezos face selfie at what appears to be a business meeting." I'm like, "Okay, maybe that's showing irresponsibility because he's taking a selfie at a meeting that he then sent to his lover, and that somehow would undermine investor confidence." Like, I, it's a stretch, but I'm maybe. like, I guess, but like a selfie of mr bezos fully clothed that feels fairly uncontroversial
0: (laughs) yeah but he was sending it to a lady
2: right it's Um, all about the target yeah yeah Yeah.
0: and they also have this weird moment where they don't seem to be able to tell the difference between cargo pants and cargo shorts and they're like he's wearing dark cargo pants perhaps shorts maybe underwear
2: (laughs) we can't tell they're amazon (laughs) basics though that's for sure
0: (laughs) yeah exactly So, yeah, I mean, it's really interesting because now we have basically, um, if it's true that AMI is uh, deeply connected with the Trump administration, which, you know, there are lots of pieces of evidence suggesting that we have kind of this billionaire going after, you know, another self-proclaimed billionaire, uh, who, you know, there's some questions about that. Um, and so it's becoming this kind of weird, um, we were talking about Kaiju before the show started. It's becoming this kind of giant monster fight between <laughs> right. these two men. Um, and cause Trump has gone after Bezos on Twitter a lot. And so it's starting to feel really personal.
2: Yeah. And, and, and Jeff Bezos, medium post definitely takes it personally as well. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, it is, it, <sighs> I I don't I hesitate to want to cheer for Jeff Bezos, the richest man in the world, too much uh, because he's definitely using this uh, to best advantage. So if nothing else, it's very skillful. But also it's it's unheard of for someone to do this, to say, I'm going to post the full emails of what you sent. You sent them to me in writing. No. Those those sorts of situations are gambled on the fact that no one would want what I'm writing here to be public. So it's safe for me to send it in written form. Uh, And if you read them, they are very carefully worded so as not to be threatening. There's one email says these are photos we have. We think we've legally caught them because of of news gathering. Uh, and that's one area where I disagree with Bezos. He says, I don't think this is news gathering. It is. He's a public figure. Oh, yeah. He's a leader of no, a big it company. Definitely is. I mean, they get to publish whatever they want under the rules that we have in the United States. It wouldn't be the same in other countries. But, but here, I think they're safe on that. Uh, but they're just describing them. And then a separate email says, hey, uh, if you agree to do this, we'll also agree to do that quid pro quo, that's up for a court to decide. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think it's also telling that AMI's response was, we think we've done everything by the letter of the law, but we're going to investigate because that's the board saying, we have to make sure that our investors feel like we didn't do anything wrong if there is a lawsuit.
0: Yeah, which I think we may be heading in that direction, um, although the damage is done now. Like they certainly can't. He he's laid it all out there, so there's nothing they can do now to um, to intimidate him. Yeah. Uh, so I think that you know, in a sense. Weirdly, it reads like a good old fashioned blog expose from like two thousand eight where you know it's it like a bit on Valley Wag, uh, right? Yeah. I, I was thinking that. My old employer, Gawker yeah. Media, would have absolutely been all over this. Um, you know, and I mean, Deadspin always had a dick pic section, so yeah. it would have been great.
2: <laughs> I you know, so, I hadn't even thought about that, but this is another little piece of evidence uh, that what was once Silicon Valley and the tech sphere is now worldwide. Right. like,
0: And also the threats that that are being launched at people. It's now like, oh, we have your, you know, your private uh, sexy pics. And, you know, that's what we're going to expose as opposed to something like, uh, you know, about your finances uh-huh, or whatever. Right. And it's funny that this is happening as Trump is worried about this P tape <laughs> that we that we mm. were also gleeful about a couple of years ago. Um, and so it's like the president is is possibly in, in some kind of weird compromising sexual tape and now there's Bezos. So it's, yeah, politics and social media are are one.
2: The, 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 uh, the upshot of all this, though, is, uh, you know, as a tech user, I don't think this is going to hurt Amazon. I think Jeff Bezos has successfully avoided a scandal uh, because even if the Inquirer prints this, it just makes the Inquirer look worse. Now that he's kind of preempted them. Uh, and and I don't think it's going to affect the products that Amazon puts out in any way. I don't think it's going to affect Blue Origin. I don't think it's going to uh, affect the Washington Post and my ability to read them online. So it's it really it could have right. It could have blown up into a scandal that that drove Jeff Bezos out of office if it had been if it had played out in a different manner.
0: Yeah. The other thing I was going to say um, before we set this aside is that, you know, we were talking at the top of the hour about how, um you know, the problem with New York City's relationship with Amazon and the mm. fact that there are all these people protesting the idea of Amazon coming. um And I think that those people who are protesting um Amazon's arrival there are the exact people who are probably gleeful about this story, not gleeful because they want to see Bezos smeared, but because they they're happy with what he did, that he mm. stood up to uh, to these bullies That kind and so,
2: of, of, of action. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That kind of action. And, and, you know, in the service of journalism, you know, he, he makes a lot of points in his post about what good journalism is. And um, so it's funny, like, I, I think it is weird to be in that situation where it's like, well, I'm extremely skeptical of Amazon and on almost every level. And yet at the same time, it's hard not to feel like this was really a great thing that he did like it was the right move it was it was morally correct at yeah. some level and um and you know it's nice that he was able to do that
2: certainly certainly interesting uh and uh if there's any more related to this that comes out we'll, we'll keep looking at it i kind of feel like this is it like i don't you know i don't know i don't expect other shoes to drop i think he's he's pulled the wind out of their sails but who knows yeah we'll find out all right, let's check out the mailbag real quick. Andy Beach uh, responded to yesterday's free tech newsletter. Uh, if, if you haven't checked it out, uh, freetechnewsletter.com. Uh, it, it gives you some, some gifts and funny headlines to go along with today's tech news. Uh, Andy liked yesterday's uh, edition saying, this might be the best one of these yet. Well done. The issue was simply titled, no, no, no. Uh, it was about net neutrality investment and uh, and and the leaking of, of personal data and and uh, and and the screen recording that we talked about earlier so you can check it out uh, free dot com all right I Cannot wait to see what Len Peralta has been drawing as we've discussed the news of the day. Uh, I'm sure it's about Spotify's ad blocking policy, right? Oh, probably. Of course, of course. Actually, you know what? (laughs) This I love that. (laughs) Sometimes these images draw themselves. This is one of those weeks where, of course, it drew itself. Uh, For those of you who aren't watching the video, uh, I drew Jeff Bezos. Holding a box, an Amazon box, mm-hmm. in front of his naked self. Well, you might be and wearing I just a swimsuit. We can't tell. <laughs>
0: in front of his male member.
2: <laughs> I just want to remind people that next week is Valentine's Day, and this <laughs> would make a great gift for uh, anybody, for honestly, <laughs> male or female. And yes, uh, you got to go check out the store. Lenperraltastore dot Check out Bezos versus Pecker. Is what i call this one it is safe for work Aww. in case you're not if you're wondering yes. uh go to len peralta store.com it is possibly the funniest thing len has ever drawn on the show please. For sure. <laughs> please thank you thank yeah. you I'm, uh and I'm thank you knew newitz uh, for dropping in and uh, i you know luck we just lucked out in having this this amazing uh topic to talk about it was really fun talking with you about it
0: yeah thanks for having me
2: if folks want to find out what you're doing where should they go
0: You can follow me on Twitter. I'm N on Twitter. And you can also check out my website, uh, AnnalieNewitz.com. And I have a podcast. It's called Our Opinions Are Correct. And you can find it at OurOpinionsAreCorrect.com.
2: Go check all of that out, folks. Don't forget, our goal each month is to get one more patron than last month, and you could be that person that puts us over the top. Become a DTS member. You can get an ad-free RSS feed, uh, special episodes from myself on why we do the show the way we do, my philosophy behind that, episodes looking back on tech news of the past. It's all available at patreon.com slash D-T-N-S. Our email address is feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. We're live Monday through Friday, 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 2130 UTC. You can find out more at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. See you Monday.
1: This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com.
2: Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this (laughs) program.